This football team isn't perfect. This football team has a lot of work ahead to improve in every single facet. Yes, including whichever facets you might have loved in Cincinnati. But I'll tell you one thing that's already in place. Maybe even more than they expected. And that's that there's some serious fight in that room. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates. I spent the day with the Steelers yesterday at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. And I got to tell you, it was a pretty uplifting experience. You know how that goes. You're in an environment where everybody's feeling good, you have a hard time being uh, immune to that. You're not going to be the sourpuss at a celebration. And while this would have stopped well short of being a celebration, there was a sense of relief. They held a practice that was a little bit more of a walkthrough. And every player, all five of them who'd been hurt in Cincinnati was present as confirmed by all of the various participants. Even TJ Watt was there with a heavy bandage around his pec, but he had he had the uniform on. It was a cutoff version of the yellow practice jersey that all of the defensive players wear. And he was standing there. He was visible. He wasn't gone or allowing everybody to you know, have their imaginations run wild with what his availability might be in. Are we ever going to get this guy back? He's only the best defensive player in the world. He was there. He showed himself. And I'm sure it would have been a lot easier for TJ to not be around, you know, but he was there. The other guys, all four of them, practiced to varying degrees. Robert Spillane was a full participant with the eye. He told me that he built in uh a visor that he used to wear in his helmet. He didn't like wearing it because of the fogging up components. Same thing you hear from a lot of hockey players, by the way. Uh, but he's put it in. He's going to keep himself protected. He's going to be available. The rest of them were limited participants, including most notably, obviously, Najee Harris with the foot injury. Najee didn't feel much like elaborating about the status of the foot, but he did confirm for me, and I'm quoting directly here, that he's fine. Fine was the term he used. Uh, He downplayed a little bit his participation in practice because, as he said, it's a walkthrough. Let's see how things go later today. Mason Cole exhibited a lot of toughness. I'm not allowed to get into specifics of things that I see in practice, but I feel comfortable saying that he exhibited a lot of toughness. and, And I can tell you unequivocally that that was appreciated vocally by his teammates. He's the one that looks like, okay, I'm I'm getting too detailed here. Levi Wallace, who looked like he was a mess in Cincinnati coming down on that ankle, told me he's fine. He too was a limited participant. And that's it. That's it. My friends, if you had to write a script in Cincinnati after that game for how you would hope that this injury situation, which looked so, so awful, would play out. This would be it. This would be your optimal outcome. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, 
Rigor, relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. But hey, a victory in the standings is nice. A victory off the field in the immediate aftermath is nice as well. But there's work to do, serious work to do. Most of that is on offense, and I'm going to maintain that it will be most clear via the running game, meaning you can watch all the other facets to what the Steelers are doing, and you're not going to have a weather vane as to whether or not they're progressing the way you would with the running game. I asked Najee after this practice what he thought will be required to get it going. You know, we're, we're like we're, we're improving every uh, every game. Um, you know, we still got to work on some stuff, obviously, just even as a whole, besides running games, we got to work on a lot of stuff as an offense. We had a lot of opportunities because of the defense to give us a uh, right. ball. So we didn't capitalize on some of them, most of them. Um, but, you know, um, we just got to make sure that every time we get the ball from the defense, we got to at least put some points on the board. And uh, so we need to get better at that. Um, but it's first game, so we've got a long road ahead of us. And uh, I'm glad we can be back another day and keep working. You notice when he said the whole offense, and he's kind of hesitating and being careful with the answer because that's one of those that the rest of your teammates will hear it and so forth. So you're picking your spots. I I don't like getting into your head, but I'm just going to guess that when you heard that, you're thinking, oh, he's he's burying the offensive line or whatever else. You're going to have to take my word on this, but that's not the case. The Steelers' internal view of what happened in Cincinnati to the running game, based on what I was told on this day, was that there were, in fact, holes opened up. They weren't great holes. They weren't always the holes that were supposed to be opened up, but that's just life in running the football in the NFL. Not every assigned hole breaks open, but you know what? When they don't, there might be another one somewhere else. And what the Steelers feel, and I'm I'm generalizing here like as in as if the Steelers are some singular one-brain entity, but go with this because enough guys mentioned this yesterday that that I believe it to be the case. There were opportunities for both Najee and then later on Jalen Warren to hit holes that developed. Again, they might not have been the first holes, and not that the Le'Veon Bell, Eddie George style of running is for everybody, but those types of running backs would excel because and be consistent in their excelling because they could approach the line of scrimmage and just wait. Let's just see what's there. Otherwise, if you think about it, Lev in particular, who you'd know the best, would have just right through the first hole he saw, kind of the way D'Angelo Williams used to. Well, this offensive line isn't where it needs to be. I'm not sitting here making excuses for an offensive line that I've been both ripping and doubting for months. I'm dealing with whatever the facts happen to be on the ground. And after watching this game in Cincinnati live, and then after watching it again on film, and then going over to the Steelers' headquarters and talking 
to people about it. That's been the consensus that this team needs everything to get right, to get the running game going. And that, by the way, doesn't exclude passing downfield and getting all these guys out of the box. Because believe you me, the Bengals loaded up. When we come back, J1Q. Shot of Steelers is brought to you by our friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. They are the one, the only, the premier destination in Pittsburgh for craft beer. More than 500 craft beers available, more than 350 of those local, and more than 80 of those on tap. Mike's can't be topped, not for beer, not for the awesome kitchen and menu that's available, not for all the special events that are going on there. Check them out online at mikesbeerbar.com. Mike's Beer Bar, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. And today's J1Q comes from John Matthews, who asks, What's up, DK? I feel you on the slow start for the offense, but like Mike Tomlin said... We all knew that unit was a project coming in. We as Steelers fans have been spoiled by winning and years of dynamic play from Ben and other talented guys. The interesting thing is that for the little that Mitch Trubisky did, he didn't turn the ball over and he put the Steelers in position to win the game. I tip my hat to the guy and expect to see growth every week. Well, John, I'll hold you to that last line. You should expect to see growth. And that's been my only point here. Man, I am getting roasted alive in some of these comments, how I hate Mitch and everything else. I'm the one that's been advocating for him to be the starting guy, even when the Kenny crew was coming after me. I think he should be the starter. I'm not jumping onto any Kenny bandwagon right now. All I'm saying and have been saying since Cincinnati is that he needs to be better, he needs to be more ambitious, and maybe the head coach and everybody else kind of needs to not worry so much. Yeah, there was a 17-3 to lead. Who thought that anybody was going to be sitting on a 17-3 to lead against that offense? What the Steelers really needed to do was to prioritize moving the football. And since they weren't moving it on the ground, as we just discussed in the opening segment, they needed to move it some other way. Telling your quarterback, as Tomlin basically acknowledged to me when I brought this up on Tuesday in the press conference, telling your quarterback to not throw over the middle and to not throw deep, you're you're handcuffing him. Now, within that, Mitch still could have performed better. He still could have made more accurate passes. The one deep throw that he tried to George Pickens that missed him by like 10 full yards should have been an easy six. And it wasn't. It wasn't anything of the kind. There wasn't anything of the kind until the final drive. I have a feeling, including you, John, I'll I'll put you on the spot here. When you're getting happy about Mitch being there at the end and Uh, He rose up when he was most needed and whatever else here. You're being affected by the outcome. Okay. And that's, that's human nature. That's not a knock. 
you're seeing, well, here's a win. Here's how it played out. Yay, Mitch. Fact of the matter is, Mitch could have won that game many times over. It didn't need to go to overtime. He didn't need to have his defense on the field for 100 snaps. The Steelers needed, at some point or other, one, count them, one decent drive in the second half. That's it. Is that asking a lot of your quarterback, of your number one quarterback? I don't think it is. I don't think it's actually unfair to go criticizing him over it. Look, I'll say it again. Whenever you bring up anything related to team sports and you start talking about a single player or even a single element, it sounds like, at least to some people, you're focusing 100% of the blame on something. I don't believe in doing that, mostly because I don't believe it exists. As you heard Najee say in his answer to me, this was on the whole offense. Nobody really did particularly well, including him. So yeah, John, like you, I hope it keeps getting better. I hope the quarterback keeps getting better. That's not bashing anything. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one of these tomorrow that looks a little bit more ahead to the matchup with the Patriots this weekend. 